to the Planet X Cinema podcast. Planet X Cinema is a pop-up movie theater in the great state of Texas showing righteous trash cinema. Each week, we meet to take suggestions for new movie titles from you, the Planet X faithful, and turn them into brand new films. I am Drew Hicks. I am Blair Hicks. And Drew, I've got, uh, I've, uh, I've got uh, an idea for opening the show this week. Okay. You could have just started. You didn't have to let people know we, you know... You know, no, give no. him a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> well, my idea is that I didn't really have an idea. So what I've done here is uh, I've made a, a little uh, itemized list of things. Okay. And so what I'll do is uh, I'll just I'll just read from the list here, and uh, and then if you think something uh, funny is cooking, just just jump in there. And then if not, by the time I'm done reading, um, I think that'll cover a show opening. Okay, I'm game, yes. I guess. This is, this is lowest barrel comedy, right? Lowest, lowest denominator. Seems highly contrived. No, 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 this is great. Uh, the first thing I have written down is uh, simply a point, so you don't need to comment on this. Uh, we named all of the Hard Eagles sequels uh, last week, and not a single one of them was called The Eagles Have Landed, and I'm very upset about that. That's my first point. Noted. Okay? Noted. All right. Number two, um, I'm the commissioner of my fantasy NBA team, and we had a draft last night. You want to talk about that? No, but what's your team name? Uh, Strange Brews. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Rick Moranis movie. No, I don't want to talk about that. I I would be so far out of my league, it would not be funny. That's okay. Much like this bit. I got got another one. I got another one. Um, Why am I still reading Dune prequels? I mean... I, I don't know. I don't have anything for you there, bud. That's okay. I got another one. Hold on. Hold on real quick. Um, You're killing it so far. I uh, I went to Wrigley Field for the first time. You want to talk yeah. about that? Sure. Yeah. How was that? It was great. Okay. A rich <laughs> vein of comedy. <laughs> no, no. I'm a lifelong Chicago Cubs fan. I've never been to Wrigley Field. It was awesome. Uh, I do have one thing I wanted to tell you that does involve uh, uh, weird movies is that uh, there's a tradition at Wrigley Field, um, as there is in most but not all major league ballparks, of, mm-hmm. of, of singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the seventh inning stretch. And Harry Carey famously sang it for years. Sure. Um, but now they get, like, someone cool from Chicago. Bill Murray does it a lot. But, you know, people that you know uh, or don't know. And I got the best D-list celebrity at my uh, <laughs> fucking game. All right. It was the kid from Rookie of the Year. No way. I shit you not. The kid, they were, and now, funky butt-loving. Rookie of the Year. (laughs) They put him up on the screen, and I was like, wow, that that kid does not age well. Like, I hope he Did he come out with the cast and do the whole, like. Oh, God, I wish. (laughs) Oh, I so wish. I'll tell you something, though, that people will care about, about going to Wrigley Field, is that I've been, I so I've been a Cubs fan basically my whole life, never been to Wrigley. But mm-hmm. not only have I watched literally thousands of Cubs games, but that ballpark, it's the second oldest park in the league and has been in so many movies. Sure. So not just like Ferris Bueller, but any any baseball movie pretty much, they'll shoot it at Wrigley. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, so being there was amazing and surreal, but it is the most like walking onto a movie set that I have ever felt out in the real world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was really, really surreal. But um, anyway, okay, that's good. We got, no, that was great. We got like three minutes out of that. That's, that's really, really good. You should ask him if he stays in touch with Gary Busey. <laughs> I really wish it would have been him and Busey. Yeah. Like, um, from Rookie of the Year. Incredible. No, you know, who cares? You, you don't have two degrees of separation from the abuse. That's pretty cool, actually. That's I mean, pretty cool. I mean, aside from him executively producing the podcast, which is sure. Almost, and yeah. That's, that's, and we yeah. thank you for your contributions, Mr. Busey. How's that? Did, does that work for, uh, for like none of that had anything to do with our comedy B movie podcast? No, I thought it'd be like real conversational, though. Like I pick things out, you see, like. But it's not a show about us having conversations. It's a show about us talking about B-movies. Did I mention the kid from uh, Rookie of the Year? I did. Yeah, not uh, a righteous trash film, though, you know, so. Um, okay, so that really, boy, that really just didn't work at all. All right, so next week I'll let you uh, handle the cold open again. <laughs> I'm, uh, 
I had, it took a, it, it, uh, that was only about like, that's only about half a page of writing that took to get that. I did cross some things out. So that was, that was the best of the, but okay. you want to talk about righteous trash movies, Drew? I do. Yeah. On this podcast, we don't talk about what we did this week with our brothers. We, uh, <laughs> we talk about uh, creating new righteous trash cinema for movie title suggestions given to us by you, the Planet X faithful. You can do that by visiting our website, planetxcinema.com and clicking on the submit button. Uh, or by emailing us at planetxcinema at gmail.com. Or if you just bump into us in public, just tell us. We'll write it down. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come find us. Um, this week, Blair, I believe you have a movie title suggestion for us. I do. Um, going to our Planet X submission list. Thank you, everyone who has submitted. And I just can't help myself. This week, I think we need to do a suggestion mm-hmm. from... Uh, Maria? Is it Maria or Mariah Tree? Maria? Mariah Tree. Mariah Tree. And the title is Trying to Fix James. It's very good. It's a very... Trying to Fix James. The thing that immediately Mm. sprung to mind was uh, that James was like an AI that controlled weather satellites or something. (laughs) And it's... It's, it's like it's a it's a Doctor Strange Love meet short circuit farce about trying to fix James. Trying to fix James. Okay, so first off, thank you, Mariah. Um, Thanks a lot, Mariah. That is one of the better. They've all been golden. That one's also very very. Good. Really they've all been good it. in their own ways, but this one is very evocative, and it's it's interesting to me. You went AI. Yeah, I went like man. I can't think of what movie I'm thinking of. Like a like Drop Dead Fred or Beetlejuice, like a late '80s, early '90s. Like James is dead, and we need to bring him back. Or there's something wrong with James. Ooh, I like that. Kind like of like a quirky a... like horror comedy. You mean like an Idle Hands? My friends. Yeah. When they come. Yeah. No, I see that. I see that. But that's, James, that's James could also be also Mariah provided us no no stipulations around this one. So this could be like if we use your your suggestion of it being an AI, I think it has to be j.a.m.e.s. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I just like, James. If, if you want to work out what that acronym is, I, I will go get a beer and you can just have <laughs> one to do it if you, if you want to. <laughs> I'm uh, having a hard time coming up with J words, honestly. Like it's Yeah, it's not great. Uh um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's another way we can go. I'd like to kind of spread all of our cards out before okay. we kind of okay. pick one. I just want to make sure. Let's I like, I like the, I like the idea of it being like your friend is possessed by an alien and now he's not acting like himself, you know? And yeah. Like, I like, I like that a lot. I think that's fun. Well, I think this does a couple things for us. It tells us that we, I mean, number one, we got to figure out who James is and what's wrong with James. Uh, But it means our protagonist is probably the one trying to fix James. So I think him or her in a relationship with James, it kind of sets up, it potentially sets up like a two-hander, right? Where we have like maybe a guy and a girl and the girl's trying to fix the guy. And it's like a 16 candles kind of dynamic or something. I like it. I like it. I think... I think that uh, thinking like black humor this week sounds really good to me. Yeah, like we're going back to more like employees must wash hands uh, in terms of like uh, a, a humorous movie, a dark comedy. I do always like to have that one Planet X element where you go like, "This is why it's righteous trash," and it's always like an alien or a body swap or a ghost of an alien. <laughs> you know something i i will say this i'm glad we're not going the abstract route of like trying to fix james is the name of somebody's play in the movie and it just has nothing to do <laughs> do with it oh weird yeah 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 like a like a like a waiting for guffman right right exactly exactly yeah um no i don't think we need to go that way no i don't want to. i said i'm glad we're not but that is another thing a title like that suggests is like 
you know, one of those, somebody in the movies writing a book and the name of the book is trying to fix James. You know, just, <laughs> like, oh God. Uh, that just doesn't sound like a righteous trash movie to me. I mean, I think no, the, thing, that's that's, the thing, whatever the thing that's wrong with James is, is the, is the righteous trash element. Right. That's, I, I think that's where I immediately went to like, um, can we make James not a person? I thought it was funny if he was like, a okay, robot. Let's do it. No, let's do it. Wow, let's go that way. I want it to be. A, I like. I'm in a comedy mode now. I want it to be a comedy. You know, I don't. Well, it can be both. I mean, it could be like. A... Yeah, it's a, I want it to be irreverent. Is what I'm trying to say. It's a funny, cool title. You might as well make a funny movie. I mean, out. it could be like a short circuit kind of thing where, like, James gets out. Like James is some kind of robot that breaks free, and now we've got a. Oh, but there's something wrong with James. <laughs> that's Maybe. the implication. Okay, all right. Maybe yeah, that's James... the problem, right? Because this title could go any direction. Oh, it's wait. The opposite. You know what it is? It's the opposite of Hard Eagles, where you have a movie that everything fits into. This is a title that could literally be anything. Well, yeah, a la employees must wash hands. Like, you really don't have a lot of direction. My My thought right now is, okay, let's say James is a robot. He's a robot programmed to do something and he's he's doing mm -hmm. that incorrectly. You know, mm -hmm. like there's the Philip Dick novel, We Can Build You, where they build the Abraham Lincoln robot, but he decides he doesn't want to be Abraham Lincoln. I think that's We Can We Can Build You. But like that's kind of a funny setup. Like James is a robot designed to act as the president of the United States. James okay. President. I, I have been sitting here not doing a good job as being a host because I've been trying to come up with an acronym for James. And you got anything? Because, I mean, if you think you're being a bad host, I spent about 20 minutes up top just doing bullshit. Yeah, that was hot garbage. Here's what I've got. James, the JSOC Advanced Meteorological Energy System. That's pretty good. Joint Special Forces Operations Command Advanced Meteorological Energy System. He is a weather controlling or satellite. We could do satellite, but I think it's more interesting if it's system. That's like my original pitch. I like I know. it. I know. I've been sitting here working on it since you made that pitch <laughs> five fucking minutes ago when this podcast started because I fixate on things. <laughs> that's great. No, that's that's all. Well, then let's okay. do it. Okay. okay, good. We're, we're locked in then. Okay, so the title is Trying to Fix James, sometimes stylized as J.A.M.E.S. And it is the JSOC Advanced Meteorological Energy System. Great. And what's wrong with James? So it sounds like he is a weather controlling thing. Because if it's an advanced meteorological energy, it's like HARP, right? It's like he's there to control the weather, which obviously has like military applications. But I guess maybe he like broke out or was broken out of a military facility and now he's like in a person's body. You know what will make this uh, a righteous trash film is that if we don't do like 2012 where all of the weather everywhere is horrible. Maybe it's just like really bizarre, highly specific instances of really strange weather. Well, what I was thinking is like, yeah, what if it was like, oh man, we just, we're just coming off of service dogs, but like oh, he could make think. big waves at the beach or he could make it snow in the summer or he could make it, there's a struggling farmer and he makes it rain for him. I don't know. <laughs> like, How about there is a scientist. Okay. Who, she is the lead programmer on the James Project. Okay. James as an AI in a movie, naturally becomes sentient and starts punishing her ex-boyfriends. Okay, so the lead programmer is a female. James is the AI she's been working on to predict and control the weather. And now James is punishing her ex-boyfriends. Well, I feel like I've tread really close to that brain candy joke where he's like, it's a pill that gives worms to ex-girlfriends. Um, <laughs> I like I like the idea of James like being vindictive. But, vindictive okay, but remember that remember that James is the one that needs fixing. I mean, I'll, I'll do I'll do a robot that can control the weather rom com with you, but the the crux of the film has to be fixing James. So the question is why see, is James oh, broken? Where, okay, no, I I'm sorry. So I see now where well, you're, it's a good nugget. It's a good nugget. Let's carry it forward. But like yeah, I, no, no, I I see where you're coming from. Where you're saying is like the le, like let's make the focus of the movie the fixing James part of it, not fixing James as um, a, 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 a sort of a sideline to someone else's story. 
What's what's James upset about? Maybe James is mad. Yeah, he needs a personality, huh? Let's give him Maybe um... James a personality. He needs to have a voice. We need to we need to cast James. Give him a voice so we can hear him talking mm. brain. You know? Yeah. And we we haven't put a we haven't put a we haven't put a year on this. So now I mean we talked about like a like a late 80s dark comedy, but you know, it could be it could come along later. All I'm um, saying is that you're really good at like grabbing that first name. You want to just grab a name? It really that's good for ball. I mean, I think I think because I'm still having echoes from our our conversation about the one eight hundred collect commercials, I'm I'm have David Spade in my head. It's kind of like a like doing his like oh man I can control the weather man what's the big deal man. <laughs> you know what's great about, you know what's great about uh, casting David Spade is that he can always use the work. <laughs> Thanks, phone dude. <laughs> That's Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin. <laughs> but it was addressed to David Spade. <laughs> oh, it was. That's right, Seattle. Thanks, yeah. phone dude. Yeah, he's in the diner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does that work? <laughs> and then is it like a mid '90s? Like, oh shit, should we do like Bicentennial Man, where we have oh, David Spade like in silver <laughs> robot armor? Like, hey, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. We have to do it. Oh, that's so fucking. Okay, bad. okay. So we're in like '95, '96 kind of area. So okay, cool. So now we're in the era of like dirty work, and. Yeah. Okay, but we got to lean hard on this robot angle or else it's not gonna, it's going to veer out of righteous trash uh, uh, um, territory. So weather controlling satellite, are we talking like Systems. a government? We're going to obsess, I'm sorry. My, yeah, my. and JSOC, JSOC built him, so the Joint Special Forces Operations Command. So he's right. like, so he's like got, a black ops military project. But we got some, so probably some military uh, involved. That's good. That'll oh my God. Okay, uh, we have to have a meteorologist character. Um... There has to be like a like a like a a dude, uh, like a local TV personality who's a meteorologist who's maybe gunning for our lead gal, or something. Maybe she's a meteorologist, like a la short circuit. Like she's the normal one who. Oh, this oh, world I got invades. it, dude! I got it. She was a meteorologist. Lost okay. her job to some asshole. She okay. went into working, she's contracting for the government. She's the one that built James. And the person James is punishing is that meteorologist. So she was a meteorologist or her, or her ex is a meteorologist? Well, she, well, or she both. was a meteorologist. I lost the ex thing. Do you want to keep that? No, no, whatever you want to do, man. Now I was thinking instead of her ex-boyfriend, which is kind of trite, the, the AI is now punishing the person who took her meteorologist job away. Oh, the from new meteorologist. The new meteorologist. Oh, okay. Okay. Once upon a time, our lead gal. Uh, give me, give me her name. Like, let's get a, let's get a name attached to her. Patricia Worthington. Worthington. Okay. We call her Pat, uh, and, Patty. Patty. Patty Worthington. Uh, okay. And then give me the name of the the jerk, oh. the 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 current meteorologist in your scenario. Uh, Gil Jennings. Ooh, that's good, man. You're good at this name thing. I'm not good at anything else, but I can do the names. Dude, you're good at soundtracks, too. Don't beat yourself up. Okay, so here's what I suggest. Here's what I suggest. <laughs> oh, tell me a story. Tell me a story, Drew. Tell me a story. Patty Worthington, Patty, used to date Gil. They both worked for a local news station. But Gil screwed Patty over and caused her to lose, like, the story of a lifetime. And as a result, Gil became like the local news anchor, like the big deal news anchor. And Patty is out of a job as, her, as a meteorologist. In a freak accident, I don't know, maybe like literally falling off the back of the truck, or we do the short circuit thing where like the guy who actually programmed the robot like tries to help him escape. It doesn't really matter. Somehow Patty comes in, in contact with James. Like, yeah, she can control, like she can control the weather now so she can get her job back as a meteorologist but she's fixated on taking out this like ex-boyfriend. Meanwhile, JSOC is sending like commandos to try and find James. So she has to like deal with that scenario, but not let that story leak through to like the news agency. So we're getting like, like broadcast okay. news level drama in the studio. And also there's this weather controlling robot running around. that's like helping her become a meteorologist again, maybe. I, is that we, something? Um, I like the idea that she 
um, somehow is granted weather altering abilities by mm -hmm. James. Mm -hmm. And then I like that the movie becomes who's trying to fix James? The military is trying to fix James. Mm -hmm. But the story of the military trying to fix James basically is going to involve them trying to hunt down a woman who can now control the weather and is trying to punish some horrible Eugene Levy type um, news personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Is that a thing? It's not no, a but thing. But I like, I like in the third act then, yeah, in the third act then the evil news anchor Gil can start like working with these military guys as like, oh, I'm going to capture this robot and break the story and then I'm going to the big network. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I like, okay, I like that we're, we're losing the fixing James part of the film. Mm. We're losing, we're losing that. I think we need to, uh, here's my conflict. I think we need to be careful. I like the idea of giving her weather transforming powers, but that makes the movie about her and not fixing James. That being said, if James get lo gets loose, and forms a, a, some kind of a relationship with her, and mm -hmm. then the government is trying to stop her and James, aren't we just doing short circuit? Yeah, maybe we are doing too much short circuit. Okay. I think short circuit is a really good jumping off point the way that Turner and Hooch was a really good jumping off point in yeah. Service Dogs. Is there a way you can take short circuits, uh, take out the military applications of the robot, add weather control, and go someplace Let's be fair, Short Circuit is almost a righteous trash film. It was just too successful. Yeah, I like, I kind of like the idea that this is like a down-on-her-luck meteorologist who's trying to get her career back on track, and she starts using this robot who can control the weather. Oh, and, this and, I like. Well, I no, like so this is like, point. yeah, this is kind of my, my point earlier, is like, she, we have this rival news anchor that when he finds out about the robot, he's going to try to break the story and take advantage of it, but... For the first two acts, she's she meets this robot. She's giving him shelter, which again we're copying short circuit, but whatever. Uh, he looks like David Spade, which is fine. Um, we can even do the thing where he like shows up and he looks like Bicentennial Man, and then like I don't know, he like with some hairspray and makeup, they do like a Earth Girls are Easy transformation, and he's like, oh, now I'm David Spade. Like she relies on his powers to control the weather to be like every other agency in town is like, it's going to be hot and sunny all day. And she gets on air and is like, it's going to rain today. And they're like, no fucking way. And then she's like, all right, James, do your thing. And he makes it rain. And so now she's like getting this following and like everything's going good for her. But I think using his powers is somehow like breaking down and changing James. And here's how I think it's changing him. I think the reason he broke out is he was programmed to be intelligent and that made him compassionate and caring and wanting to help people. He's a Frosty the Snowman. Using his powers unregulated, though, is turning him more and more into a military killing machine. Where, like, he is, his brain is degrading into, like, he starts, like, using lightning bolts to blow up, uh, like, rival anchors' cars. And she's like, James, no, like, you can't do that. And he's like, that is the mission. Like, <laughs> and so now we've got to fix James. You busted through my cattiness and crosstalk with an amazing amazing breakthrough that I works right this movie drew hicks okay. you are a good man all right Thank let's you. knuckle so, down I now think, i think what we have is some elements from short circuit i think we've got a a person playing god a la bruce almighty kind of you have like james like able to shoot lightning bolts and make the wind blow and stuff and we'll do some goofy shit with that absolutely i think we've got a comedy somewhere in the the spectrum from groundhog day to dirty work like in that milieu, kind of like a weird, funky '90s dark comedy. Sure. Um, I, I I like the idea though of playing up the comedy angle also yeah. with the military. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. There's two comedies going on, right? It's mm -hmm. it's the woman using the robot who's becoming to to control the weather. The ro while the robot becomes a killing machine. Yes, yes, and which is very good. <laughs> Very, very good. And then and you have so, Keystone Cops on the other side. Exactly. Exactly is what I'm, that's exactly what I'm getting at. And then I don't, I don't want to lose, I, I, I like having uh, just as pure comic relief that, mm -hmm. that the evil meteorologist guy. Because then you just throw a comedy actor into that role 
You got jokes going that, so you really, okay, this is great. This is really good. Um, yeah, and I think, I think who I want to put in that evil um, news anchor role or rival meteorologist, whatever it is. Oh, what's, what you got? What you got? No, I, 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 would, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say that I, I threw out Eugene Levy. That's but, very good. Well, but who are you thinking of? You might go a different way. I'm, I, I'm, I'm captivated. Well, I was thinking Christopher McDonald. Is that too on the nose? No, that's, wow, now we got a real Sophie. Oh, family. no, you know what we should do? Here's what we're going to do, because Eugene Levy's got a little bit of like a geeky thing. Let's make him the, the good guy working for the government who invented James. Oh, I like that. Oh, let's, right? yeah. So let's, yeah. let's keep him as a good guy, because he's super sincere. The dude, like, reads on camera amazingly. At this point, Christopher McDonald was also, like, Hollywood's go-to guy for, like, we need a dick on camera. Like, yeah. <laughs> he would just come out and be like, I hate, I hate these kids, or whatever. You're not, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> okay uh that's good oh man we got a, like a, a nice little like cast going too well it helps uh, uh i i also like that we have david spade and uh the guy who played shooter mcgavin in in a movie because i think they've been in like four of them they must yeah. have right surely i i mean that especially the era we're casting it in is sort of the golden age of snl movies right you know yeah it's um it's funny you say that because I was actually thinking um, when you asked me like, hey, just throw somebody into this movie. The first name that came to mind was Garrett Morris. And I have no idea why. Let's put him in the military, Drew. Oh, he could be the military commander. He'd be a great yes. Keystone cop. Oh, hey, oh man. Garrett That's Morris. You know the man can shout. He made, he made oh. bank on shouting, dude. How dude, funny that's is that? Good. Oh, man. You know, it's funny. I have no idea why he popped into my head when you said that. I think I was reading an article about Gilda Radner or something recently, but like, oh, I like that. And he's like, he's a little older. He would be like in his like, what, like 40s, right? At least oh, he'd be early 50s. He'd be, yeah, yeah. Older at the time. Yeah, he would be. That's, I'm totally by him as like, again, to borrow the phrase from Hard Eagles, like, okay, he's a colonel, right? Because it's a special forces thing. Oh, that's real good. Okay, cool. I like this a lot. This is shaping up nicely now. Okay, uh, well, the only person we need to really round out the cast is uh, is Patty Worthington. You got any ideas? Oh, I've been thinking about it, and um, it's difficult. It's yeah, difficult. I don't I don't know my, like, mid-'90s comedic actresses as well as I should. I can only I think know, in terms I, of, I like, just know other SNL alum, alumnus alum alumnus um, like okay so let's all right here's a little game called drew googles the cast of saturday night live season 20 um, i just googled the cast of sctv to see if we could shoehorn one of them and because we already got eugene love so. i mean janine garofalo was on the cast with david spade in 1995 oh, <laughs> jesus christ was that like her that she was actually trying to make make flicks too she did uh what was it the matchmaker is that the one where she goes to ireland and falls in love she did a rom-com yeah she did uh the truth about cats and dogs right and she did uh reality bites and okay all right but it's not, it's not really, we need like I, we need a we need a solid lead who can we get for this uh, is there like a was can you think of like an actress that was sort of up and coming at the time that's that's e even sort of like a an a-lister now like a, a diva-ish person but that would be willing to like take roles at that time i'm trying to think is it too late for karen allen she was the female lead in scrooged and she was in animal house oh yeah uh well she's well, great man never late for Karen. Yeah. Or no, wait, she wasn't was she she was in Animal House, right? Yes, she was. Uh she is um uh um, No, she was in Raiders. She's that, no, she's in she's in Animal House. She's the one that fucks Donald Sutherland. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, okay, just, cool. I'm just upset that as a big a fan of Animal House, I'm going through <laughs> like she's not Otter's boyfriend. She's not <laughs> what is that guy's name? But well, yeah, she would be yes. nah, she'd be like mid forties at this point. And I well, I think she's great. I don't think they would have cast her in it. Well, so is Eugene Levy. I mean, I think that this is a David. Oh, but come Spade. on, you know that it's a fucking different thing if like a forty-five-year-old dude is in the movie versus a forty-five-year-old well, woman is the lead. But what I'm getting at is that I think this is a David Spade vehicle. You're trying to make her the person they put on the poster. They're putting David Spade in robot makeup on the poster. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, what about? 
Rebecca Romaine. I love Rebecca Romaine. Uh, right age. Right age. She would have sure. been. She would have been Rebecca Rebecca Romaine Stamos at this point, I believe. It depends. Um, yeah, this would have been right before. Oh yeah. Oh my God, she was in Dirty Work. I forgot. She's a bearded lady. <laughs> yeah. No, actually. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's she, good. So yeah, let's let. I want to go that way. Let's go that right. way. Rebecca Romaine is in this one. Okay, cool, cool. That works real well. Um. It, this is like before she had anything, before she had like any big role. So of course she would have signed up for this like David Spade's gonna gonna bicentennial man this one. It's hilarious oh, okay. to me that you immediately were like, let's put uh, Shooter McGavin, I'm just gonna call him Shooter McGavin, Shooter McGavin in the like evil meteorologist role because it's like, does that guy do anything but be in movies that, um, like he's the villain in SNL movies and he was in the 82 Wes Craven Swamp Thing. As far as I know, that's his career. Like, which to me makes him a national treasure. But let me but say, if there, if there were a person that embodied resting bitch face, it's that guy. Like, oh yeah. No, it he just looks like a jerk. He just looks like a jerk. And it, it sucks, man. It's not his fault. It's the same way that I say fucking Chris Christopherson looks like a homeless person. Like, he just has a look. And I'm sorry, but your look is jerk of the universe. Like, no, no, no. I mean, that, why do you think they kept giving him those roles, man? He um, nailed it. I mean, he found his call. I bet in real life, he's a sweetie. I bet he's the nicest guy in the universe in real life. But like, I, have when I- Have you seen Swamp Thing? He's downright lovable. I'm not I can joking. smell that guy's cologne when he's on camera. That's how much <laughs> of a dickhead he is. <laughs> oh my God yeah (laughs) (sighs) okay all right all right all right let's get back to trying to fix james i would like to suggest to you given your given your recent adventures that this movie takes place in chicago a famously tumultuously uh famously a city with tumultuous weather our final set piece should be wrigley field oh wow you want to do wrigley um that's yeah, that's now we're talking. We're talking a movie with a budget now, though. This is like a failed SNL pick, is basically what you're talking about. So yeah. Plus, now we get to see a robot play baseball, and it can be a rookie of the year thing. <laughs> oh wow! You know, he wasn't even programmed to do it. He just uses like wind power. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, that's it. Okay, okay. So the the last uh the the okay. The, so the third act starts off with um the military has finally caught up with them and she gets him back from Gil. She steals him out of the, and she takes the news van and she's like, we gotta, we gotta find someplace safe. And, uh, somewhere where there's a lot of people we can blend in. And he looks out the window and he's like, that place looks safe. And it says Wrigley field. And then it's like them rushing onto the field. And it's like, here, put on this uniform so that you're not wearing the crazy military jumpsuit that they had you in or whatever. And, uh, and then like, he's always, he walks out and she's like, no, no, don't walk out. And then, like, he's out there, and they're like, oh, I guess we got a new hitter. Yeah, and then he uses, like, wind power to, like, crack the baseball. And, like, and then he wins the town over. And then the, the military can't take him. Wow, this, this, is, this plot has become a whole lot of spaghetti, sir. I'm trying to – it's good. It's a funny bit. I like oh, it. Oh, man, he's got to, like, he's got to hit a home run, and then, like, a military guy has to, like, shoot off one of his arms, and, like, sparks flies out. And then some Chicago guys to be like, hey, I don't care that he's a robot. Let him play. <laughs> Wait, I feel like now we're back at short circuit, though. I thought he was becoming a deadly killing machine. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that shit. Yeah, see, you can't negate the premise that this far along, buddy. That's why he can't be on the... What I was thinking, where I thought you were going, though, was that they... That he somehow gets away... So James somehow gets away from her everyone now is reluctantly working together to stop this weather rampaging robot in the third act because Mm -hmm. the crisis has gone above and beyond our characters. This robot is killing things with weather. And, and he does, he does go to Wrigley field. And at first they're like, I don't know if you've ever watched the Cubs game, uh, but it's they're 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 constantly going like, so the wind's coming in from the Southeast. No, wait, now it's coming in from the North. Like they literally do that. (laughs) They really do at Cubs games. Like, there's a bunch of flags at different levels on the outfield, and they will, within, like, five minutes, the weather will change. Um, so it's a really good place to have the final thing. I just like the idea of them being like, oh, the, where's, the, where's the wind coming in from today, Pat? Well, well it looks like 
That's coming from because then you have like an elite. And then it's like, and now it appears to be raining blood. Um, yeah. Well, and then you get like, you have like an Elizabeth Banks, John Michael Higgins thing from Pitch Perfect where they're like, you have like two, you get like, I don't know, you'll know who these people are, but you get like two goofy people in the booth calling the game. Right. And, and yeah, and it's like uh, a beautiful day here. And oh, there's some storm clouds. Like, oh, that, uh, the, the wind, feels the wind has blown the ball backwards. Like, that's, that's your Bill Murray cameo since we're doing Oh, that's it. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's your, it's like in the mid 90s, you could get a Bill Murray cam, cameo or a John Candy or somebody. Well, but Bill Murray is number one Cubs fan extraordinary. Right. Like, so it's like, it's perfect. You slap him in there. Fucking Lorne Michaels thought he was going to make, like, you know, happy Gilmore money with this thing. Yeah. And he made Cabin Boy money with it. Yeah. Which, by the way, the greatest, one of the greatest films. (laughs) You know I am a huge fan of Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy's great. Okay. All right. So let's hear, I think what we would benefit from at this point is a quick recap. Yes. I will allow you to do it. Thank you. So, uh, at the beginning of the movie... Uh, we have Eugene Levy, who's a scientist working for a secret JSOC program to develop a weather controlling uh, system. He, he thinks that it's unethical uh, to use AI to do this. And so he puts it inside of a robot body, uh, which is played by David Spade. It is called James, the JSOC Advanced Meteorological Energy System. Uh, James escapes, and the military is now on the hunt, uh, led by a colonel played by Garrett Morris who is uh, compelling Eugene Levy to try and track down James. James meets Rebecca Romaine, uh, Patty Worthington, a struggling meteorologist for a local news station living in the shadow of uh, Gil Jennings, played by Christopher McDonald. She uses James's unique weather controlling abilities to uh, escalate her career. But with each time she does, although she's getting the better of Gil Jennings, he suspects something is up, and simultaneously, James is losing control and reverting into a killing machine. So we have some incidents in that, uh, of him using his powers irresponsibly. This climaxes with James' total breakdown, conspiracy theory style, uh, simultaneously being captured by Gil. And he's like, I'm going to break this story. Uh, I think James, like, blows up his van or something like somehow gets loose and he heads to Wrigley Field because he is interpreting I I think either like he's like gone terrorist like he's gonna kill everybody in Wrigley Field or he's gonna hurt everybody or he thinks they're the enemy or or oh oh that's it that's it he he uh he has become so uh, like he's confusing his role as James the person with his role as James the killing machine. He now loves the city of Chicago and sees the rival team as an invading army. So he like sees it in a bar and he sees like the other city's fans being like, we're going to kill you. And he's like, I can't let that happen. So he goes to Wrigley Field to defend the Cubs against, <laughs> I don't know, New York or something. I guess it doesn't matter. You tell me. And uh, just not that one fucking racist team name. Uh Oh, the, the Indians? Oh, or sure. the yeah, there's probably a bunch of them. Yep. They really are. Um, if, the, if there's an evil team in, in a movie, it's, uh, it's often the Chicago White Sox. So it could be the Crosstown rivalry. It doesn't matter. Okay, great. Sure, whatever. I'm yeah. Raptured. I'm in ra- so, I'm just sitting here. Tell yeah, me I think he shows up and he makes some wacky weather stuff happen. And then, like, yeah, lightning starts striking. We got to have the weather go absolutely bananas in the second half of the third act. So oh, that that's we, what I meant. Like, and 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 part of the comedy will be initially the guys calling the game, mm-hmm. commenting on the fact that the weather is getting odder and odder, and then something truly awful will happen. But no, no, it has to be like it starts off as a sunny day, then it turns into a windy day, then it starts raining, then it starts like that's storming, I mean. then it starts that's snowing, the then like it's like snowing in July, and then there's a hurricane, and like James right. is losing his mind. Meanwhile, I think they're like battling through Wrigley Field, like in the behind the stadium kind of stuff and then like you've got garrett morris there with his special forces commandos trying to like lock it down okay Uh, how do we put a bow on this how do we how do we wrap this up we have we have two things that we need to do okay okay and the first one is the elephant in the room which is how do they fix james yeah and the second is how quickly can I say 
that Cake will be performing an ironic cover of the Weather Girls' It's Raining Men as the theme to this movie. It's good, right? You, they did I Will Survive. They can do It's Raining Men. We get better than that. Yeah, because yeah, here's the thing, though. How are they? It's going to be like, It's Raining Men. Hallelujah. It's Raining Men. Trombone solo. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that song. It's fine. Then have better than Ezra. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just so upbeat for them. Like every every song they do is the most like chilled out. Like, hey, yeah. don't worry, I'm a dime. It's fine. Yeah. How I'm are they going to fix James? How are they going to fix James? What's How wrong with they... him? What's wrong with James? Why is James so mad, Drew? Well, I don't like the excuse that he's, like, programmed by the military, although that is the thing that's happening. So, like... Well, why Why is he... Why is he becoming dehumanized as he... <sighs> I like that angle. Can yeah. We get, we get a plot element that explains that maybe it's a fail-safe that... Uh, or a, it's something to do with Eugene Levy and how he created James. He thought it was unethical. And so, as a fail-safe, he made the James AI safe as long as it was obeying orders. And then, if it ever decided to disobey orders, oh, no, I'm lost. Okay, what if, what if Eugene Levy's whole thing is, with a weather-controlling system, we can make it rain in the desert, right? We can provide food to the whole world. Like, he's, oh, okay. like, a, he's like an, he's like a super peaceful guy. He wants to save the planet, right? So he built James to control the weather to make a more perfect world. And the military installed this, like, backdoor AI system that's like, no, we're going to weaponize this motherfucker so he can shoot lightning on the battlefield and, like, make hurricanes happen on Libya or whatever, right? Sure. So I think maybe James's core programming is to, like, care about people and to like get connected to people. And as he's like doing that, this like military backdoor thing is like, no, like it's overriding that and being like, no, you have to like protect people. You should like use your powers to help the people you love and fuck people that don't like, you know, you have to be a patriot. You have to love America, like whatever it is, right? Oh, that could be it. Maybe the, maybe the thing at Wrigley Field is like, it's like a USA team versus the Russians or something. <laughs> like, could we do, well, can we? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, maybe that's out of, maybe I'm going too mighty ducks with it. But like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I I think James Stroke David Spade's thing is like he needs to uh he needs to feel like he's a human or something, not like he's a weapon. And so right. at the end, I love that like the whole city is like we love James, like James is great or something. Whether he's like he's suddenly real good at baseball and he saves the day or something, like he has to like. Well, like the last scene in the movie is like he's working in a community garden and then the camera pulls back and the tomatoes are like the size of fucking beach balls. Right, yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like at his yeah, court, he has to become... I, I get where you're going. We've got a, we've got a good movie, but it's, it's, the, the ending is not there. We've got to get this ending. I, <sighs> I, I, I'm right with you, though. I love this movie up until this end. This end is hard. It's a tricky one for us. Um, well, you know the reason why is it's become a different movie. It has, it has. Like by and, and 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 that is like a hallmark of like why some of these movies failed is it's starting off as like short circuit and then sort of becoming like a wacky '90s comedy and then now we're ending in Wrigley Field with like an epic weather battle. But I well, think, we I, I think you know, no, it all it all just comes back to how do you fix James? Does and Rebecca Romaine say I love you? Is, is it the fifth element where the secret was love all along? Oh, the secret has been loved many, many times. That secret is out, dude. Like, I don't know if you've watched <laughs> the movie in the last 50 fucking years. The secret is always love. Um, but like, no, what if, what if that's it, right? What if Eugene Levy's like, learn to right. love, like learn to love people, learn to be connected to your community. And, and the whole movie, he's like, every time he uses his powers, he's like, these people deserved it or what? I don't know, whatever, whatever, right, whatever. And then at the end, she's like, no, James, don't do this. Like, I love you. And he's like, what? Oh. No, and the way that that works, though, is she says, I love you. And James turns around, weather's all whipping around him like he's fucking Storm from 1986 X-Men comics and shit. And then Eugene's Levy, Eugene Levy is like, I 
love you too, James. Yeah, he's part of a family. And then, and then, and then someone that just stands up like I'm doing right now with a beer in the Wrigley Field crowd is like, I love you too, James. And then like, <laughs> like the whole crowd is like, we love James. Yeah, we yeah. Love James. And that's, that's how you fix James. Yes, it's with love, but it's it's hilarious. And wor- that works. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think I think even Garrett Morris at the end has to be like, damn it, I love you, James. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I feel like we didn't fill out the second act at all. Like he's gotta have a bunch of scenes of this escalating oh, power. But I feel like that stuff kind of writes itself. Like well, again, we've come back to the fact that we are actually writing Planet X films and that we leave out, like, the second act and we're like, it'll be fine. There's some shit that goes in there. It's, I think that's not... I, I mean, I would like to see that movie, though. That feels like uh, a movie that me and my best friend would watch at, like, a sleepover endlessly in the night. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say, like, it, I, it doesn't strike me as, like, a perfect fit for Planet X Cinema Righteous Trash. It no. does strike me as the kind of movie that you and I, like, wore out a VHS tape of when we were when we were kids. Well, it's like you know, is dirty work a Planet X film? No, it's absolutely not. Like, do people who come to Planet X probably love dirty work? Yeah, they absolutely do. I've never it's, seen so many dead hookers. Lord knows I have. I, I got a mind to go to the warden about this. I was way out of line, way out of line. Something no, that, I, think, I think we put enough sci-fi in there, I can call this a Planet X film. I feel There's totally- enough robot shenanigans and the cast, I mean, yeah, I think I, think I can call this a Planet X film. I, t- I tell you, I tell you how you make this a definitive righteous trash film is okay. you take all of the actors we suggested out of it and put no names in it. If you did that, <laughs> no, think about it. It would yeah. be a righteous trash film. We needed, we needed names to kind of push us along. You go like, oh, okay, so it's like a Eugene Levy. T- okay, that's really good. Oh, David Spade. Okay, like I can imagine David Spade doing like this that and the other. I think Garrett Morris stays though no matter what you do with the casting in this movie Garrett <laughs> Morris as a military commander is one of the greatest things I have ever That's thought really, of I I it it blows my mind that that guy didn't get more work he's it, so good he's he's so good and, and I would love to see him straight man a military commander like that would be such so joyful like even today fuck it like put no. that guy in a movie like he's every, so good every time, yeah every time he gets like the token you are a comedy legend cameo you just yeah, sit there walk and, on and say a couple lines right yeah you, you, but every time you see him you go like why can't you just give him give him a movie now like get, <laughs> seriously like they were, you know, th- th- think of all of the Hollywood celebrities that were like George Burns got movies after he died. They were still giving him roles. Yeah. Like give Garrett <laughs> more, you know. So like I, I th- but in, if you want to really nitpick, is it righteous trash or not? I think if you had like m- maybe just Garrett Morris and then David Spade and then a a bunch of nobodies then definitely but i like the casting i think it paints a nice picture it makes me want to watch it you know like yeah honestly i think the casting's the strongest part of this one like it it to me i believe i if you if you told me there was a film that rebecca romaine christopher mcdonald david spain and eugene levy were in that i hadn't seen i'd be like yeah sure of course i'm sure there is yeah it's yeah i missed it whatever it came out in 1994 it's called trying to fix james i'd be like great i'll check it out David Spade plays um, a government weather robot. He gets out of control. So far, it still sounds like a movie that, like, again, like Lauren Michaels. Yeah, Lauren Michaels was like, this David Spade kid's going places. Well, no, but yeah, Lauren Michaels would still bankroll that. Mm-hmm. I think that where it becomes oh, a yeah. righteous trash thing, where it's, it's like, it's raining frogs or, like, ball lightning is, you know, killing someone in the toilet or whatever fucking well, you know by the way you know those effects are just like this is a comedy set with comedy directors and producers and writers those effects are garbage oh, <laughs> it's not even like rotoscope lightning no it's fucking fireworks in porta potties going off and they're calling oh, it lightning oh, <laughs> it's so horrible and, and i do think that the soundtrack like would be like 
cake, five for fighting. Like, five for fighting is a <laughs> really, really good one. Yeah. Like, yep. I think you probably have a couple of ska punk bands on there. You know? Oh, it is that era, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, oh, absolutely. man. Okay. Oh, well, excuse me. Excuse me. Pause just a second. <clears throat> Maybe we got some less than Jake. Maybe we got some mustard plug. Maybe we got some scottolites. Maybe we got some mighty, mighty boss tones. Maybe we got some real big fish. Maybe we Are got we some. <laughs> Are we going as far as like Five Iron Frenzy? Like, are we going into the crossover, the, okay. the crossover bands that you can get on a budget because they're on tooth and nail and they're, right. <laughs> and they're like ostensibly Christian, but not, not yeah. kind of sorta. Okay, well, yeah. uh, I think Johnny Johnny Quest thinks we're sellouts is on this soundtrack. I think <laughs> I can t- I can do this all goddamn day. Skanking <laughs> Skanking Pickle is on this soundtrack. It's gonna be great, man. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. I, you know what? I don't Why know. Why did we start with Sky? I think we would have ended up with a different. <laughs> <laughs> the S and James would have stand for skanking. It's a two-tone tsunami he's cooking up out there. <laughs> All right. So did we did we do trying to fix James? Do you feel like we can walk away from this one? I feel like we can walk away from this one. Uh, I I'll tell you this, brother Drew. I don't. What know. Did, Blair? What did we learn this week? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we learned this week at Planet X. Come here, child. Come, come. Oh, whoa, that got really priesty. I'm very sorry. Um, come, come here, consenting adult. <laughs> in fact, I'll get in the little box thing. You stay, you stay over there. Stay a safe distance away with yeah. eyes on the exit. What I learned about Planet X this week is that uh, the most important thing at the end of the day is, did you have a good time? And I had a great time coming up with trying to fix James. Sometimes people come to Planet X. Do they always leave going like, I really love that movie? No. Do they leave saying, I had a good time? Probably. I don't know how many people run into their exes. That's generally like a bad thing. But I, the most you're, important- You're a hell of a salesman, Blair. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually still have a few more things written down from my failed cold Nope, open. we're done this week. That was it. We did it. Nope, we don't need to read any more thing off to Blair's list. The, the search for Planet X does the whatever. I wanted to talk about Van Helsing, Solomon Kane, and your defense of Starship Troopers. You want to do that for a while? Can you please just say the thing where you say the search for whatever continues? The search for Planet X continues? That thing? Yeah, that thing. Can you just say that so we can end the fucking episodes? (laughs) The search for Planet X continues! Funky butt-loving! I am so sorry. (laughs) 